Against his better judgment, Castian Saya returns to Lama Red to find out more information concerning Lala's death. Deep in Hut space lies the planet of Vaudran. It's an old and ancient planet hosting civilizations for thousands of years, but now it's a shell of its former self. Its citizens rebelled against the Empire, and the Empire shows no mercy. A teenage Castian Saya is picking his way through the ruins of one of these ancient cities, and following close behind him is High Inquisitor Tremaine. Uh, I mean, does it do anything on this planet but rain? Seriously. I didn't know it could rain so much, and I come from Lamored. All we know is rain on Lamored. Are your complaints helping you find your quarry, Castian? Oh, he's on his last leg anyway. We've been tracking him for a day. He's already bleeding out. Last time we saw him, we shot him. I did not ask if it would be easy to find your quarry. I asked if your complaining was helping you find him. I'm finding him, Tremaine. Look, there's some tracks right there. He's dragging himself. Come along, little Jedi. The Empire has a word for you. Castian is following the tracks. Tremaine is keeping his distance from you, staying several steps back. He's here as an observer. Castian, this is your final field test. There's only one more test before you are allowed to join the Imperial Inquisition, which is, of course, facing off against Lord Vader. Castian is following the tracks, his hand gripping his lightsaber, the red blade shimmering, and seems to be unfazed by the rain. The tracks that you're following, Castian, lead into an old ruined building. As you look at the doorway, you see ancient glyphs and markings that remind you of some sort of religious institution. Castian flashes across the doorway, uh, cutting through some of those religious symbols there before pushing the door aside. Tremaine tuts under his breath, but just follows you into the ancient church. Inside, an oppressive silence falls over you. Outside, it was raining, but in here, you don't even hear the pitter-patter of rain on the roof. It is completely and utterly silent. There are rows of pews, which have, of course, been upended and scattered throughout the room since this place was last used as a place of worship. The tracks lead up the still faintly defined center aisle to a dais at the front. Jedi, by order of Emperor Palpatine, I dub thee a traitor to the Empire. You will face your judgment now. <coughs> you hear a wet, sickly cough coming from behind the altar at the front of the church. Oh, come now, Jedi. I was hoping for a bit of a challenge, Castian says, as he's marching confidently forward. You know, he has the confident swagger of every 19-year-old who knows exactly what he's doing. So he's marching up towards the altar and looking behind it. You'd find a man huddling behind the altar. He's old. That's the first thing that you notice. The cloak just hangs off of his thin, spindly form. He is a human with very thin, wrinkled skin, pale blue eyes that are kind of cloudy with cataracts. His hair is pure white and very stringy and thinning on top. And he has, of course, a wound in his shoulder from where you shot him that is still copiously bleeding. Castian points the blade down towards him with a grin on his face. Hello, old man, or should I call you Jedi Pyrian? 
another wet, hacking cough. I have not been that in a long time. Oh, surely you haven't been. You disappeared during the Clone Wars. Uh, according to your file, they assumed you were dead. I wish I was. Yes, well, don't worry. The Empire has dubbed you mocked for execution. How do you plead? What is the charge? You're a traitor, like every Jedi is and every Jedi was. I am no Jedi. Oh, but you were a Jedi. You would sneak into families' houses, taking their children away. You would instigate an entire war. There was blood, not only on your hands, sir, but covering your entire body. Casting looks over towards Tremaine. Tell me, Tremaine, bring him in, or should we eke out justice here? The decision is yours, as that is part of the trial. Castian turns towards the old man. Another wet hacking cough. Castian, he deactivates his blade and kneels down in front of him, grabbing the man's chin and bringing his eyes focused on Castian's. Fight me. Fight back. Come on. Use the force, old man. Make this a challenge. He coughs again and the spittle flies in your face. There is no fight left. Do what you will, Inquisitor. Castine growls and pulls back his blade and slices right through him. A decision was made, Tremaine observes. Castine runs his hand through his wet hair before turning back towards Tremaine, a smile on his face. I did it. I'm ready for the Inquisition. That is not for either of us to decide. Vader, please. I can take him on. A man in a robotic suit. How hard could it be? One side of Tremaine's lips quirks up in a smile. Come, it is time to return and face your trial. And what about him? Should we bury him? Traitors do not receive burials. And our camera dissolves to a dappled jungle on Lamared. It's still raining, but now you're hearing the soft patter of the raindrops on the leaves above. Some of them making their way onto the shoulders of an older and perhaps wiser Castian. Castian, you're standing in front of a small makeshift gravestone, and next to you is a Nami Gartan. Castian stiffens his jaw, trying to keep any form of emotion from escaping his voice before mumbling. You buried her. She'd have liked that, I bet. She was stubborn to stay here in her home, so I suppose it's best that she lay here and be dead in her home. I buried what remains they released. They cremated her. Castian slowly nods his head. Considering what happened to her shack, it seems a little macabre, but the decision was not left to me. Tell me again, what happened to her? As I said, much of what I know is really just secondhand. Three days ago, I saw smoke coming from the jungle. When I had a chance to come out and investigate for myself, the local Imperial security forces were already here. They wouldn't let me approach. They said the area was too dangerous. I could see that there was fire, but it seemed that it was under control. And within the flames, I could see Lala's hut, what was still standing anyway. When I asked about the inhabitant of the hut and what was being done for her, where were they taking her for medical treatment, I was told that my assistance wouldn't be needed, even though it is standard that I help the local authorities, both with injuries and with dealing with the deceased. 
since she had no living family, it was only then that they agreed to release the cremation remains to me. No report, no record of how she died. None that I have been able to ascertain. Castian rubs at his face before mumbling. I see. You said the local Imperial garrison was in charge of the investigation. Yes, which was also unusual. In the case of a forest fire, you think it would be left to the Lamaret authorities? No, not so unusual. Not when you know who probably was hunting her. Castian lowers his head before taking a step towards the grave. He hesitates for a second before placing a hand on top of the gravestone. Find whatever piece you can. Lala. And with that, he's turning back towards Anami Gartand. I take it you did send the appropriate people to the Pulsar Quest, yes? Or at least get the alert out about its whereabouts? Yes, yes, I did. Imperial, or did you go for your rebel friends? Considering all of the resources at the Empire's disposal and the lack of resources that others face, I felt that scavenging rights would best be held by informal means. And they are going to help the people, yes? Absolutely. You're far too trusting of the rebels. They're not as good as you think they are. They're not as bad as you think they are They were going to take me in to interrogate me for everything I know. Do you think for a second that they were going to ask nicely? Did you ever ask nicely? I thought you cared about me. Of course I do, Castian. So you don't even blink an eye at the fact that you sent me with rebels to torture me for information. They were not going to torture you. Oh, they were not. They were. Trust me. That Geron fellow, he was going to torture me. I saw it in his eyes that nothing was going to stop him. If you answered their questions immediately, there would be no... I am on the run for my life. Do you think helping rebels would make that any better? We're all on the run for our lives. Oh, don't act like you and me are on the same wavelength of danger here. I know the Imperial secrets. I know everything. They want me dead. Do you know how many Inquisitors have ever escaped the Empire? None. Zero. They don't exist. What secrets did Lala have? It seems she's given up much more than you have. Don't you dare think I haven't given up. You think death is the worst that could happen? She got off easy. She's lucky. She died. What they plan to do to me. <laughs> Castian Andreas Saya. Anami Gartan snaps. I will not stand here and be lectured as if you are the only one who has known pain and suffering and sorrow. Now, I have done you more than enough favors in the last two days. This is not how I will be repaid. If you are finished, I suggest you take your leave of Lamored. Castian wrinkles his nose at her before looking away, and then he turns back towards her and points. I warned her about leaving this place. She was stubborn. Like you. And Castian is going to dramatically walk away through the jungle back towards where the Howling Gundark has parked on a beach. It's about a nice two, three kilometer walk. Gives him time to think. You arrive back on the beach where the Howling Gundark sits. Laris, along with Bone and of course the ever-present Skitter, have been working on routine repairs, keeping the ship in, in top shape. As tip-top shape as you can get for the fondly named Bad Egg of the Howling Gundark. Castian moves towards the ramp, just passing by Skitter as he tries to say something. Excuse me, sir. It is quite good to see you. Not interested, Skitter. Castian's marching up the ramp and kicks a toolkit that's in his way before shouting, Laris! Laris! 
Laris's head pops up out of the deck plating behind you where she'd been working on the wiring. Yes, sir. How hard would it be for you to get information from inside of an Imperial garrison? It's the local Imperial garrison on Lamoret. It's not like we're breaking into Coruscant's vault of majesty. It may be more difficult than usual, sir. The chatter as we were landing indicated that there has been an increased security presence on Lamoret. I wonder why. Cassian's rubbing at his face before, saying, Lala was killed. The Imperials seem to be handling the investigation. What do you need in order to get that information off their systems? Merely time. Do it. And try to do it carefully. I don't want to alert anybody that I'm here. It is going to take me at least six hours in order to access their database. Find any information you have on uh, Mon Calamari named, uh, what was it, Lala is, Lala Sal, I believe, or something along those lines. That's, I barely remember her real name. But uh, find out what you can. It might be an Austin investigation, or it might be a top secret investigate. Just look for the newest file that has the highest clearance level. Yes, sir. I will begin immediately. And with that, Castian's going to walk out of the ship, and he's actually just going to approach the shoreline, and he's just watching the waves. Since, uh, you know, a couple months ago, he assumed he'd never come back here, but here he is, so he's actually enjoying the view. Castian's going to uh, pull out his communicator after an hour and contact Dr. Gartan. The communicator beeps for longer than it normally does before she does finally answer. Yes, her tone is clipped and curt. You said my parents were cremated, yes? Yes. What happened to their items? Their trinkets? Surely you didn't burn everything. No, of course not. Where are they? Some were passed along to to friends, to patients that they'd been especially close to. I do still have some of their things here at the clinic, however. Is it safe to approach? Are your friends there? No. Good. I'll be there within the hour. Have them prepared for me, please. Thank you. With that, Castian is going to turn it off, and he's going to start making his trek back towards the uh, clinic, which is another two miles away. He, he, he's doing a lot of walking. He's definitely getting his steps in. It's sunset as you approach the clinic. It's a beautiful time of day as the sun reflects off of the ocean, casting everything in a warm golden light. Sunset is low tide in this part of Lamared, so the beach is much larger than usual. The sand is still damp, however, and the shore is covered in seashells and some sea life that didn't make it back out with the tide. Castian stops just before he leaves the beach and enters the pavement of like the boardwalk and spots uh, like a, it's a squid that's slowly trying to make its way towards the uh, ocean, but it's not going to make it because there are birds flying overhead, clearly waiting for it to weaken enough. And Castian's just going to flick his wrist, and it's suddenly an unseen hand's going to swat it into the ocean. And he's going to continue walking towards the boardwalk and then towards the clinic. That's not too far away. Dr. Gartan is waiting for you at the clinic door. She has a small rucksack in her hands. Castian offers her a nod before holding out a hand for the rucksack. I apologize for my previous disposition. I was angry. But uh, I promise you I won't be troubling you anymore after tonight. Anami says, I don't want you to disappear, Castian. I assure you, this is for the best. Lala's death is my fault. Don't believe it isn't. And the longer I stay here, the more dangerous it becomes for you and everyone else. I'm a walking curse. Castian. I'm, I'm not trying to be dramatic. 
Where I go, bad things happen. To me, to others, my path thus far has been a tapestry of pain and regret, and I'd like to avoid adding your blood to the fabric. I have nothing to offer this galaxy except for my absence from it. Castian, will you sit with me for a minute? And she points at a, a bench that's outside of the clinic, facing the beach. Castian rolls a shoulder before flopping down on the bench. A storm is beginning to roll in over the ocean, dark clouds obscuring the last rays of sunset. Castian, do you know why your parents became doctors? No, I don't know anything about them. They were amazing people. Some of the finest people I've ever known. They became doctors because they saw that the galaxy was an unfair place. They were very, very good doctors. They could have worked anywhere in the core worlds that they wanted. But still they came out to Lamared. They came out to a backwater world, inhabited almost entirely at that point by Mon Calamari. Mon Calamari who were very sick. They didn't come here for money, and they didn't come here for glory. They came here because with their particular skills, they could right one very small wrong in this galaxy. You have been dealt a very poor hand, Castian, and you have faced far more than your fair share of adversity. But your parents had a small power to change one wrong in the galaxy. From all that I can see, you have been granted a great power. And with your knowledge of how dark this galaxy can be, I think you can use that power to restore a little bit of the light. And she hands you the rucksack. If you'll excuse me, I would love to continue catching up, but I have patience I need to see too. Castian offers a very brief nod before just wandering into the storm, the rain starting to come down, and he's just heading back slowly through the beach towards the ship. Back at the ship, Bone and Skitter continue the maintenance work while Laris is on the bridge working on her slicing. Uh, Castian goes into his room and drops the rucksack onto his bed, and he reaches out to open it but pauses, shakes his head and just pushes the rucksack away, not ready to look at it yet. And then he's going to lay down and just rest his eyes until Laris contacts him. You close your eyes merely to rest them, but of course, you actually fall asleep. And as you sleep, you of course begin to dream. You dream that you are still on Lamared, but it is no longer stormy, it is a bright sunny day. But in the jungle, a heavy fog still lingers in the dark places where the sun hasn't been able to burn it away yet. And you can see two figures in the fog. They're your parents, just out of reach. Castian is going to try to get as close as possible. Every time you take a step forward, it seems the distance on the beach grows longer. You try to run faster, and the beach just continues to stretch out. The jungle never gets closer, no matter how fast you try to run. Castian is charging as fast as he can, getting angrier and angrier that he just can't reach, and then finally he just stops, and with a bellow of anger, he thrusts out his arms, the beach exploding outward as a ripple of dark side energy just erupts from him. At that eruption of energy, the two figures in the mist finally stop and turn around. Their faces are not the faces of your parents. One face is of Jalar Kita, the other is of Inquisitor Tremaine. 
Cassian wakes up and sits up immediately. He's gasping for breath. His entire brow is covered with sweat. And as he looks around, he notices that his entire room seems to be a mess. As if someone just went in there and just thrown everything around. He he takes a few breaths before pushing himself up. Instead of uh, contacting Laris via the comms, he's going to find her. He needs air, so he's going to walk out and immediately go towards the bridge. Laris is standing at a console, and there is a cable that is leading from one of her implants near her temple into the computer system. Her eyes are completely blank as she is concentrating on her slicing. Castian walks over to his seat and flops down into it, and, and Castian's just waiting for her. As you're sitting there in silence on the bridge, only the background sounds of the ship and Laris's work on the computers to interrupt you, the door opens abruptly, and Skitter comes into the bridge. Miss Laris? Not now, she's busy. Oh, oh, my apologies, sir. My, my, my apologies. I, I, will, I will be gone. What do you want, Skitter? Miss Laris gave me a, a list of names to track. And what list of names is that? She did not elaborate any further. She just said that if any traffic around these names popped up on the hollows, I was to contact her immediately. I know what list it is. Every time we do a job for someone, we put we keep tabs on them just to make sure we didn't leave anything behind for the Inquisition to find. Usually nothing comes up, but you found something? Yes, yes, a, a Therian Theris of Alderaan. What about him? He is, he is dead. What? Dead? Dead? What? What do you mean he's dead? What? What? Of what? I mean, he is dead. No, no, of how? How was he killed? Or was he killed? Or did he have a heart attack? Tell me, Skitter, I need details. Cause is currently unknown. Send me whatever you can onto a data pad. I'll look it over. Of course, sir. Thank you, sir. My apologies, sir. Go and get me the information, Skitter. <sighs> this is not good. This is not good. Castian mumbles as he leans back in his seat, waiting for Skitter to upload the information to his data pad. And within a minute, the information pops up on your data pad. It includes some background information on Darian Saris. About one month ago, his great uncle passed away, leaving his fortune as planned to Darian and his children. However, yesterday, Darian was reported dead in his home. It was the new home that he had moved into, formerly his great uncle's home, so not the dilapidated apartment that you last saw him in. Caston's going to see if the police are investigating or if it's an ongoing investigation. If it is, then he assumes that it was murder. As this was just reported yesterday, there's no other information available yet. Castian just tosses the data pad to the side before rubbing at his face. Now he's just going to have to wait for Laris to be done with it, I suppose. About an hour more passes before Laris finally disconnects from the computer. Oh, sir, I did not expect to see you here. Castian reaches out and grabs his data pad and holds it up. Darian Saris is also dead. That is unfortunate. Quite so, this is the first time one of our old contacts died immediately afterwards. This is not looking good. Tell me, what did you find on Lala? Lala Sal's death is being investigated by the local Imperial garrison. They have not released any information to local authorities. This is being kept strictly within Imperial circles. What was the cause of her death? They were unable to track a specific cause of death. Was this sanctioned by the Inquisition? There is no information of it being sanctioned by the Inquisition. It is simply noted that she died when the fire started in her home. So she was burned alive, maybe? Perhaps. No wounds or anything like that? The body was too burned to discover anything. Castine rubs at his face once more before tossing the data pad towards Laris. 
Darian Saris, I doubt you can get much information from the hollow net, so let's go to the source. Let's go to Alderaan. Is that a wise idea? You did not leave Alderaan on a pleasant note. Well, they don't know about the Howling Gundog, so I think we should be able to get in there through the Nuna egg frequency. So, yes, we'll be fine. We'll be fine for now. We just need to land so you can try to find out more information on Darian Saris for us. Yes, sir. Okay, take us up. And with that, Castian and Laris are going back to Alderaan. It's about three days' journey to get back to Alderaan from Lamared. What do you do during that time? Castian's just mostly trying to keep his mind off of the Inquisition, Lala's death, so a lot of meditating, a lot of working on Bone, and then when he's desperate enough, he actually uh, works a little bit on Skitter. Uh, but no, he's just trying to keep his mind off things. Mm-hmm. Uh, about one day out, uh, Castian uh, does walk into the cockpit and hands Laris a list of requirements for a fake ID. Make sure my identification uh, can get me past some of the checkpoints. I'm thinking about going in as an Imperial. That is always much more tricky, sir. Well, that's why you're the best, Laris. See what you can do. If it's impossible, then we can find another way. But I think the best way to get through this is to go in as an Imperial investigating Imperials. And about midday on the third day, you get a message from Laris. Sir, we are approaching Alderaan. Fantastic. We shall be on the surface within 30 minutes. Upon landing, Laris comes to your quarters. Sir, I have your identification ready. Great. And uh, Castian looks through it. He asks Bone to scan it to see if he sees anything that might be remiss. You should have no trouble passing the inspection. I didn't think so. Thank you, Laris. Uh, I'll be back shortly. Castian uh, grabs a bag, throws it over his shoulder. He's walking out of the Gundark, and he's heading towards a refresher, a place where he can change. Mm-hmm. The Alderanian spaceport is, of course, a huge hub of activity. Nobody pays you any attention. Castian changes in the refresher, and when he exits, he's wearing an Imperial uniform that he stole from that officer when he left Alderaan. Uh, He looks the part, and he has the new ID. Great. So where do you proceed from here? I'm heading off towards the local Imperial garrison. The local Imperial garrison on Alderaan is a much lower key garrison than some of the others that you have encountered because Alderaan is nominally under its own control. While all of the planets within the galaxy, they swear fealty to the Empire, they owe taxes to the Empire, but some of these core worlds like Alderaan that have a very strong ruling class already, they're allowed to make their own decisions regarding their own planets and their own systems. Right, the garrison's mostly just here to make sure that they're not doing anything rebellious. Exactly. Castian's just walking right in, not even stopping or hesitating when he sees the stormtroopers, and he's just walking to the front desk and holding out his ID. A young woman is sitting at the desk. Tal Nagul, I am here to pick up evidence on Darien Seris. I was not told to expect any new agents today. (laughs) Yeah, that is uh, how it works. You are not told, you are ordered. He holds out his ID again like that might be a leadership test. Sure. This is going to be average difficulty, but I'm giving you a setback die because Laris did roll a threat when she was putting together the ID. And can I get a boost die for the ID? Yes. So one setback die and one boost die. One success, but two threats. Okay. She takes a look at your ID and she does give it an extra moment of scrutiny before she hands it back to you. Then she types a couple of commands into her console. I'm sorry, sir. I can't release this information, not without speaking to my superiors. I have to apologize. 
I seem to have made a error in my speaking. You believed that I am requesting the information. I am not. I am demanding the information. So please get your supervisor here so I can speak to him. Yes? Uh, of, of course, sir. The woman stands up and she scurries off, leaving you for a couple of minutes with the stormtroopers. She returns a minute later, walking in front of an older gentleman. He's wearing a uniform that indicates he's most likely the captain of this garrison. He has darker skin and pale green eyes. Casty makes a show that he is straightening up as if he's finally meeting someone who has higher ranking than him, or at least a close enough ranking that they should respect each other, and he offers a curt nod. It is a, a pleasure to meet you, sir. Credentials. Castian hands him the credentials. Mr. Nagul, is it? Da Nagul, yes. He hands your credentials back. What business do you have with the Darien Saris files? Can I see your credentials, please? His eyes flash with anger. This is my garrison. I will be asking the questions. I am a representative of the Imperial Intelligent Agency. You understand this is procedural. That's going to require a deception check. Of course. This guy is not a minion. So I'll allow you to continue have your boost die for the ID. It is a good ID. However, I am upgrading your difficulty. All so right. this is an, still an average difficulty check, but now make one of those purple die a red die. And Castian has spent his entire, he spent years as an Imperial Intelligence agent in the Inquisition. Can I get another boost die for that? Castian knows how to walk the walk, knows how to talk the talk. I'll allow it. Oh, no. Did someone just roll a despair? One success. Oh, good job. One despair, one advantage. So his eyes flashed in anger, but he quickly tamps it down. Of course. And he hands you his own credentials. Cassian makes a show of scanning the ID, looks through the data pad. You learn after looking over his credentials that his name is Captain Glavian Turn, and he has been assigned to this garrison for about the past year. Ah, Republic man. Uh, you fought in the uh, Cologne Wars. You have a, a distinguished career, sir. The Battle of High Pass, my father fought in the same uh, Yes, battle. well, now that that is over, I assume you wish to join the briefing. On Darien Ceres? Yes. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah, Castian nods his head. Wasn't expecting a briefing, but he nods his head. The other agent did not mention that you would be arriving, but we appreciate the additional help. The agent is, uh, they made it already. Yes. Excellent. Castian nods his head. Okay. He leads you deeper into the garrison. Since this is Alderaan, and as I said, this was a more low-key garrison, think of this less as a military installation and more like an embassy. So this doesn't feel like military barracks. This feels like a well-appointed office building. Right. And they have some stormtroopers out front and maybe a squad or two stored somewhere. But this isn't a military establishment. Right. This, is in a, this is an embassy. Mm -hmm. Yep. Deeper inside, you would find a slightly more military accoutrements like barracks for the stormtroopers. Mm -hmm. But out here, it's all peach wallpaper and nice plush carpets. There's some potted plants around, recessed lighting, very calming. So you're taken into a conference room. There is a large table in the center and about six people are sitting around it. Most of them, you can tell immediately they are members of the local Imperial security forces, but there is another agent here to investigate. 
Castian is really hoping that this is actually an Imperial Intelligence agent. He can deal with an Imperial Intelligence agent. Give me a core worlds check. This is to see if you know or recognize this person. This is going to be hard. Three purple dice. Okay. One success, one threat. The agent in question looks at you, and the two of you lock eyes, and for a heart-stopping moment, you recognize each other. This agent is Nadia LeBronc. She was in the training corps for the Inquisition when you were last an Imperial Inquisitor. So she's Force-sensitive. Yes. Castian pauses at the door, cants his head to the side, and just flashes a big smile. She also smiles at you, but it's much more tight-lipped. She's several years younger than you, with light tan skin. Her face is freckled, and her red hair is pulled back into a tight bun. Castian steps forward, looks at everybody else in the room, then turns towards the captain. I take it that uh, uh, jamming equipment have been installed into this room to make sure no information is leaked or intercepted, yes? He sniffs, insulted. Of course. Fantastic. So let us begin. Yes, let us begin, Captain. And Castian just flops down in a chair. and Across from her. Please begin the discussion on these Darian series. We were scheduled to begin several minutes ago. What can I say? I was held up. The captain doesn't seem to notice whatever tension is going on between the two of you, and he walks to the front of the room to begin the briefing. As you are all aware, a member of one of the noble houses was found dead several days ago now. He recently inherited the Saris Shipping Company fortune and took his rightful place among the noble houses of Alderaan. He is a widower with three young children, and the hollow emitter in the center of the table pops up with profile photos of Darian Saris, as well as his family. It indicates the basic information that they have, name, date of birth, height, weight, his last known address. Corton Alves, he was part of this family as well, and he was, I look towards Nadia, uh, I believe butchered, was he not? Yes, it appears that someone has it out for this family. We don't have video of Saris's murder, but we do have minimal footage from the Alves murder. The captain nods at one of the other people in the room. It's obviously some kind of secretary who's here to keep notes. And he leans forward and taps a couple of commands into the hollow emitter. And then the video of Alves's mansion pops up. And everybody watches in silence as they see a dark figure just tear Alves and his two Zabrak guards apart. Gonna flip a destiny point. It's not the best angle. I mean, if you squint, you could tell maybe it's Castian, but it's not like someone's like looks at Castian, looks at my character uh, like at the table and says, it's them. Castian was partially obscured by the darkness. His hood kind of obscured some things. So it's not a very clear picture of Castian. And the entire time, Castian's just watching Nadia, her reaction towards the video. She watches the video impassively, but just as it comes to an end, her eyes flick over to you and then she quickly looks away. You're getting the feeling that dealing with you is above her pay grade. Oh, yeah. Captain, is there any source of who this individual is? Unfortunately, no. Hmm. Perhaps he is the prime suspect. He is not our prime suspect because people that murder in that manner, they tend to have a defined MO. Darian Saris 
died in a very different manner. How so? As I was reporting and is in the files that all of you have received, Darian Saris was found in his home, no sign of forced entry, no surveillance footage available, and he was found cleaved clean in two. Cassidy announced his head. In the entire wound was cauterized, yes? Yes. Much in line with a lightsaber? Theoretically, no one on this planet has any direct knowledge of what one of those injuries would look like. But you were uh, part of the Clone Wars. You saw the Jedi in action, is that correct? I had no reason to examine those wounds closely either. I would suspect that Alderaan has a uh, Jedi problem. Is that uh, what I am hiring here? Or is that something that you are afraid to acknowledge, yes? One of the other people in the room, he's another lower-ranking officer, but you can recognize that he is Alderaanian. He has his hair pulled back in braids and has two low braided buns at the nape of his neck. Mm -hmm. And he just slams a fist on the table and stands up. There are no Jedi here on Alderaan. It, of course, of course, there are no more Jedi. The uh, Empire has taken care of them all, I suppose. But perhaps you have a, uh, a few loose weapons left from the war? The captain puts a hand out, silently rebuking the young officer who sits back down. The captain says, That is why we requested additional assistance to investigate this. It is obviously of the utmost importance that this investigation not pull in the local Alderanian security forces. This must be kept internal to the Empire. Very good. Very good. I, I am very much agreed. Yes, yes. Very much agreed. Nadia pipes up. Is there anything else that you would wish to share, Captain? Not at this time. Excellent. Can me and my fellow agent have the room? Of course. Thank you, Capitan. And the captain and his other officers vacate. Castian keeps that smug smile on his face before the, until the door closes. And then he slowly drops his smile and just turns his head towards Nadia. Castian, can you please give me a vigilance roll? Two successes, two advantages. I have two successes, a triumph, and two advantages. So, Castian, give me an athletics check as you see Nadia hold up her hand and you immediately feel that she is trying to force push you up against a wall. Uh, two successes, three advantages, and a light side point if I need it. Dang, she got four successes. Your feet skid across that very nice plush carpet as you are rather unexpectedly pushed up against the wall. When Nadia was in the training core. She was talented, certainly, but this is surprising. Castian just slams against the wall and raises an eyebrow. You, she whispers. Did Tremaine send you? He told me I was doing this operation alone. Deception. So this is going to be an opposed check. So I'm going to upgrade my die. We've got one success, one advantage. Two successes, one triumph, one advantage. No. No, not Tremaine. Was it Brandle? No, it w I was supposed to do this operation alone. I'm supposed to have the Alderaan sector. What are you doing here in my territory? This is my mission. Are you trying to make this look bad for Tremaine? Tremaine? Tremaine can't send you. You disappeared. Of course I disappeared. What do you think I was doing? Just gallivanting throughout the galaxy, having adventures? 
What do you think I've been doing on Alderaan? My entire point of Alderaan is to weaken their entire social order, make it look like they don't have a way to defend against Jedi, thus allowing for the Imperials to have a stronger hold on the entire governmental system. If this is supposed to be your sector, then why was I sent? Because apparently you're not talking to Tremaine. Who sent you? Which one? Was it Brandle? It was Brandle, wasn't it? Malvik. Of course, Malvik. You know how high inquisitors are. They find out about each other's missions and they try to ruin it for the other ones. Listen, stay out of my way and I will continue what Tremaine wants me to do. What were you supposed to do here? Discover who doing all this? Yes. Congratulations, it's me. Do you want to turn me in? You did this? Of course I did this. This was ordered by the Empire. First, there was the murder of Alves by a clear force user. And what happened was the Imperials did not have the evidence that this was a Jedi since a lightsaber was not used. It was a man who used the force, but they couldn't definitely say it was a Jedi. So I had to go to Darien Cirrus, which I killed with a lightsaber. You're welcome. I'm making this very clear that the Alderons have a problem with force users here. Are you going to keep me against the wall the entire time, or are you going to buy me dinner first? She drops you. Castian shakes his head and wipes off his coat. Was the Inquisition not aware that this was an, one of their agents? I point towards Darian Sirius's name. It was my job to make sure that the local authorities didn't learn the full extent of it. I see. And who did they believe was the culprit? Which agent? There's only one other agent that hasn't reported in recently. The Ninth Sister. I see. Castian smiles. And what do they say about me these days? It was last reported that you were missing, presumed dead. Now we have a very complicated situation here, Miss Nadia. And I don't know what to do about it. You have always been a very good initiative. Yes, sir. I'm supposed to be completely hidden, a ghost. Can't have you telling people about me. The color is draining from her face. I, I, your, your orders can supersede mine. I, I won't tell a soul that I saw you. Tremaine says I should kill anyone who discovers my identity, but I am not one to kill fellow Inquisitors. We are all working for the Empire, so I expect you to keep my name out of the report, yes? Yes. Make sure no one can tie this to the Empire. Yes, yes. And Nadia, I'm glad to see that you made it through the initiative program. Not many do. She looks startled. You've knocked her off balance, so to speak. Thank you. Hold up your right hand. She does. Replacement, or did he let you keep the original? Replacement, sir. That's going to be the first of many injuries and body parts that you give to the Empire. Think on that. And Castian bows his head respectfully and just walks out very quickly. Very, very quickly. And he's leaving. Okay, where do you go? He's heading to a, the most crowded place he can think of, which is the spaceport, and he's ripping off that uniform as soon as he gets into a refresher. He's getting really comfortable there, and he is immediately changing back into his usual outfit and heading to the Howling Gundark. Laris is there on the Howling Gundark when you return. Sir. We need to go now. It seems Mr. Darian Saris was killed by a lightsaber. Sir, I should tell you that while you were out- Oh, Castian- How wonderful to see you again. And stepping out from behind Laris is your former info chant, the Bothan Akir Udonan. I hope you don't mind I've uh, used your real name. I feel like after all we've been through, we should be honest with each other. Don't you agree? Akir? 
What are you doing here? Oh, I am. And if your next words are, "I'm here to collect your bounty," I am going to use the force. Yes, because I can do that and rip your head off. Oh, I'm being paid more than what your bounty is worth in order to deliver a message. Please do. I mean, not that I am above double dipping, but my client would prefer you to uh, arrive of your own volition. I'm waiting, Akira. Akir holds out her cybernetic arm, the one that is too long for her. And from her palm, a hollow projection appears of Cerise Nabella. And Cerise says in the hollow, Gorian, I'm sorry, I know that's not your real name, but even after everything you did, it feels strange to call you anything else. I need you to come to Aldrake 4. There's a woman here. She's threatening to kill me if you don't come. You have three days. Please come, Gorian. You're my only hope. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Fandible Solo Shot Star Wars Force and Destiny. Please follow Solo Shot Podcast and Fandible on Twitter, and please share this episode on social media. You can also leave a review for Fanable on iTunes or your podchaser of choice to help others find us and enjoy games like this one. You can also find us on Patreon if you want to make a donation to help keep our equipment up and running. But most importantly, always remember, may the Force be with you.